Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome in, pro wrestling fans, here on a Saturday. It is time for the podcast edition of Busted Open Radio. I'm your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell, and joining me as always, we got our own WWE Hall of Famer, the world's strongest man across the way. And Mark, we got a stacked show for the listeners out there today, and we got plenty of pro wrestling to talk to, but we start the show here today on a little bit of a somber note, uh, news around the entertainment world of the last uh, 24 hours, the passing of 43-year-old Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther, uh, last night. Uh, it really shook the entertainment world. Uh, we got to talk about it. We had to address it. And, and, and inside on this podcast, uh, I think I think we, I think, I don't want to say we do it justice, but we certainly uh, give our emotions and our feelings to a man who meant so much to so many. Yeah, I mean, especially after yesterday, the passing of Bullet Bob Armstrong, uh, and then you go right into the next day and you get the news about a young 43-year-old guy who transcended uh, a movie genre uh, and being kind of like the real first black superhero lead, what he did internationally. So, uh, yeah, you got to tune into this and hear uh, what was said about these Absolutely, absolutely. Rest in power to Chadwick Boseman and Mark. Uh, obviously, this is busted open, and it is a pro wrestling show, buddy. And we got plenty of pro wrestling to get to, including last night on SmackDown, ending with a serious swerve. Roman Reigns aligning himself with the one and only Paul. Roman Reigns showing up was good <laughs> enough. You have got to hear the commentary that Ryan McKenna gives on his thoughts about seeing Paul Heyman. And we even talked to the Gunses. The Gunses of the world. The Gunses made an appearance. So you have to hear what was said by yours truly to Guns about his futile argument that Roman Reigns is overrated. You you got to tune in. Listen. He's very prickly, that gun. He's very prickly. And, of course, it wouldn't be a Saturday show here on Busted Open if we didn't throw you guys the weekly winner where we give you our best show in the week that was in professional wrestling. So all you got to do is sit back, relax, click play on that browser and get it going. It's Busted Open on a Saturday. Let's go, Mark Henry. Let's go. Mark, before we get to any pro wrestling uh, I don't know what it is with these Saturday shows. I feel like once uh, every couple weeks we come in on these Saturday shows and we've just got some, you know, some big piece of news that we've got to address outside the realm of, you know, pro wrestling. And obviously, uh, you know, a lot of the show yesterday, Mark, with with you and Dave was centered around Bullet and, and, and his legacy on the business and obviously a WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, today, uh, we're now you know, starting the show with, with sadness again. And this time it comes from the realm of Hollywood and in real shocking news last night, uh, Black Panther, Mark. Uh, Chadwick Really, Bose. really, really, yeah, really, really sad uh, news. 43 years old, as you said, Chadwick Boseman passing away after a four-year battle with uh, colon cancer, something he kept private and something he kept to himself. Uh, Mark, I, I, I couldn't imagine doing the show as comic book fans as fans, I mean, of good people, which by all accounts, Chadwick Boseman uh, is and was. Um, I just couldn't imagine starting the show without acknowledging it and getting your thoughts and, uh, yeah, talking about you it. You know what, man? I, I I heard that he had uh, something wrong, but I didn't know what it was. I thought, you know, maybe he had sickle cell. Or maybe he had something that, you know, is serious, but you could live with. And um, that he was delayed on the Avengers and on Black Panther a couple of times because of uh, whatever his illness was. But come to find out, um, it was because of 
chemo treatments and different things that related to uh, the cancer. And golly, man, it just after yesterday and losing Bullet Bob, even though I didn't know uh, Mr. Bozeman, um, he had his place in the world. He'll ever he'll be forever known as the Black Panther. And you know, many roles that he played, you know, Jackie Robinson, uh, the list goes on. But, uh, man, it was really, really hard to get that news um, this morning. It, 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 was, it really was a kick in the balls. Well, you talk about his various roles, and he, and he did play many roles, from James Brown to, to Jackie Robinson. Um, as you said, he played Thurgood Marshall and, uh, obviously, King T'Challa and and Black Panther. I, you talk about what he meant to people, Mark. I, I, my immediate thought after just the shock of it all and, and the way he handled his final years and the work that he put in, um, which I, I think is admirable, and we can get to it in a second. Um, yeah, I think I think, and I can't really comment on this because, I mean, I'm white, so I don't really. I don't have the frame of reference. All my heroes are my heroes and they're just white heroes. Like that's all we yeah. have. Right. But I, I was talking to some friends last night in a group chat. I was like, you know, Chadwick Boseman was your John Wayne minus the controversy and being a racist person. And like John Wayne's history is not that great. Right. Not necessarily um, the right. Well, yeah. But, but, but what I meant, Mark is like this, this all encompassing hero and, and which uh, Chadwick Boseman was, which the black Panther is to so many uh, young black Americans, so many old black Americans. I mean, Mark, he was your superhero. He was yeah, he was, Marvel, he was Superman. Disney, yeah, he was, Marvel he was, and Disney was, banked on this man. Yeah, and and, and <laughs> justifiably so. You know, they made a, a kind of money that uh, only the Avengers uh, was able to make. So uh, it was it was real important. Um, I grew up and Luke Cage was my guy because, you know, well, for whatever reason, uh, I had never seen a black superhero. And the kids today, Chadwick Boseman being the Black Panther was, the, was it was their Luke Cage, for lack of a better term. Um, it meant a lot to have representation. Um, my favorite superhero was Green, <laughs> you know, the the Hulk. So, <laughs> like, you you don't choose, you don't go out of your way to choose a hero because of what color they are. But uh, the significance of Black Panther meant a lot to a lot of little kids that brought a lot of little kids to the world of superheroes and even the Avengers. Um, you had superhero, you had people that were involved uh, with the superheroes, uh, like a Falcon, but um, he didn't have powers. And that was the thing that set him apart, that he was the lead that he was the star. He was the, the guy that commanded the presence and fought against other heroes with disagreements and held his own and didn't back down whatsoever from anybody. So uh, it, 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 was a, it was a heavy loss to the world of, you know, fictional heroes, but even more so for African-Americans that watch uh, some of which that only watch because they heard about Black Panther. Yeah, a, a loss for fictional heroes and, and a loss for real heroes because by all accounts, Mark, this man, Chadwick Boseman, was a real hero. You know, as soon as you hear about the four-year diagnosis, I started doing the timeline in my head. My God, this, this man, four years he had this. You think about Black Panther being released in 2018. You think about the Avengers movies that came after. He did so much work, Mark, while he was sick he and never complained. Never complained. He went to children's hospitals, Mark, with with kids, and and you've experienced this. And I, I we've actually talked about this off the air and how 
trying it is. I mean, obviously, it's not in comparison. These young kids are dying, right? It's a horrible situation. Uh, but the emotional toll it takes on someone like a John Cena, a Mark Henry, a Chadwick Boseman, it's real. I, I can't even imagine what that must be like. Double that, Mark, to know that you're fighting your own battle and to go into those hospitals and to still bring joy to those kids. Mark, the way he lived these final four years, and we're only you know 12 hours removed from the passing of Chadwick Boseman, but it's just all these things are running, in, running through my head. And, and the lasting impression that I was left with last night was, Four years, the way he handled this disease, he never really talked about, he never talked about yeah. it. it. It all felt to me, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, it all felt calculated from the standpoint, he knew what he was doing. He yeah. knew, he knew that when he died, the news would come out, there would be the memorials, there would be the tributes, and then there would be the people that would slowly, you know, they would come to the realization that he had this for all this time and he didn't say anything. And, and, it, and I'm not, I don't want to say like leading by example. Right. That, that's not what I'm that's not the point I'm trying to make. I'm just saying for Chadwick Boseman, this was his path. And, and, and I feel like what he was trying to say to us, and this is just my interpretation by not disclosing his diagnosis and, you know, having the Twitter messages and just everything that would have come with that four years ago and everything that he's doing. I feel like he left like an indelible message to continue on, to do the things that you love, to live with purpose and to and to with the time that you have on this planet, try to make the world the better place. Say, and I say think that. He, and I, yeah, and I think he all did that through by leading through example. And these examples are only going to become more profound, you know, the more time we sit with this passing and what he represented. It's just truly one of the more shocking passings that I can remember, period. I mean, with Kobe and him happening in the same year, very similar in that regard. Uh, but the but the the narrative of him not talking about this and living with this disease for four years and everything that he did with it is just. I, at Mark, it's beyond admirable. Yeah, and, and a lot of people released a photo of him and Kobe together uh, working um, on the film that Kobe won an Oscar for, The Muse. Um, this guy, for, for people that don't know, it's not, if you catch colon cancer early, early, you can treat it and and beat it but a lot of in a lot of cases when you find colon cancer midway or you know late uh it's almost a death sentence like people know that wow that colon cancer is for real like that's the one that'll take you out it'll all take you out but especially that and for him to know four years I don't know if they caught it early or not enough or, you know, how long it's been or if it was just a case where, you know, um, is is bad and it, the treatments didn't work or whatever. But um, he knew. Yep. And it didn't affect his power, his passion and his uh, work ethic, because if you look at his body, in Black Panther, he wasn't the biggest guy. He wasn't the most shredded guy, but he looked damn good. And it took a lot of work to look like that, getting chemo. Jesus. What a tough guy. Yeah. And you just have to give respect to him and his family and the people that know him and say that he was he was a superhero. He didn't just play one on TV. Uh, the guy was a beacon of light for people with cancer and a maverick and a trailblazer for what you can do with your body when you put your mind to it. Uh, incredible. What a loss. What a loss. Yeah. And I, and I saw Mark, someone say that, yeah, you know what? Chadwick Boseman beat cancer. I know he passed away, but four years he fought this battle. The movies he filmed, that dude's a winner. That dude beat cancer. And yeah, um, yeah I don't think you can look at it any other way. Chadwick Boseman gone at, at 43 years old, but what a life lived and what a legacy uh, left. I, I, I don't think we can say much more. Tip of the cap to him. It's obviously thinking about his family and friends and, and all the people out there that he influenced. And and frankly, all, I'm, you know, a lot of the black Americans out there, all the black Americans, all the fans that, you know, lost a legitimate superhero. Mark, I, you talked about, you know, this is a loss for kids. 
Uh, you know, a lot of kids look up to him. A lot of a lot of adults looked up to him. I know a lot yeah. of uh, black Americans, adults that looked up to him. Very similar to the Kofi run. Uh, you yeah. know, when Kofi won yeah. uh, a couple of years ago, you know, people legit crying, people legit weeping uh, of all ages. Uh, this kind of has that feeling. Enjoy and sadness, two polar opposites, but for very similar reasons. It's what Kofi represented, and it's what Chadwick represented to the Marvel Universe and to, and to movie fans all out there across America. So, yeah, as you, you said, know, yes, as much, Ryan, as people realize that this is a fictional world, that you can't get on a plane and go to Wakanda. Hmm. Um, but Everybody that I know that watched that movie had a sense of pride about where the African originated from. When you say African-American, uh, you were an African first born in America. And it, it brought people together, uh, whether it was somebody that was from Africa, somebody that was family was born in Africa, somebody that don't know their their history and where they come yeah. from but they've found an identity uh through this film and this group of films and um you know I never was the guy that um you know did the you know Wakanda sign you know stuff um but uh, this morning when I found that out and I was like, damn, like, you know, why? Like, I, I did it. I was like, golly, man, rest in peace. And that told me a lot. It, it's like, it, it basically said, you know what? Like, yes, you know, th this was a movie, but the man that played the movie, uh, was able to bring people together that didn't know each other, different cultures. Um, there are people that, was, that <laughs> I know as a friends of super nerds that love Mar Marvel and DC comics uh, that actually looked up, where is Wakanda? <laughs> like they wanted to go. And I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> We're going to have a conversation about that. But um, I enjoyed the fact that I was able to embrace some of these people and friends of mine uh, because they wanted to find out more about African culture. And that movie did an unbelievable job of showing um, the, the way families and ceremony and um, the respect for the history and past and people that passed on. Uh, I thought it was a really, really positive thing uh, from, a, from a film standpoint that had an effect on a society. This is Jake Quarry of the Pennzoil IndyCar Radio Network for Sirius XM Sports. After this past weekend's 104th running of the Indianapolis 500-mile race, won by now two-time winner Takuma Sato, the NTT IndyCar Series now shifts from the famed two-and-a-half-mile oval to the 1.25-mile oval at Gateway for the Bomberito Auto Group doubleheaders. Coverage for both the Saturday and Sunday races begins at 3 p.m. Eastern on XM Channel 205, Sirius Channel 211, and the Sirius XM app. Roman Reigns, Mark, is the newest in the line of CM Punk's and Brock Lesnar. He is the newest Paul Heyman guy. Wow. 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 Talk about wow. Kayfabe. Kayfabe <laughs> is alive. I didn't hear anything. And, um, of course, I'm not a spoilers guy or one of those right. that, you know, look for everything, the trades, dirt sheets and shit. But, um that I'm sitting there going, oh my God, did you see this? And all of the ideas started to come yes. to my mind and who he could face. And at the top of that list, you know, is, you know, around WrestleMania time, don't be surprised if uh, Brock Lesnar comes back and is like, hey, 
uh, is this something temporary? Are you, you know, you, are you, you still with me? Yeah. You know, it's just like, well, Brock, uh, I moved on. You're getting a little bit older, Brock. I could. Oh man! Ooh, I'm so excited. It's like wrestling Christmas. Oh my <laughs> well, god, that that did my heart such good joy. A whole lot of joy last night seeing that. You're not wrong about it being wrestling Christmas from the standpoint that, I mean, 15 years as fans, we begged and pleaded with Vince McMahon and the WWE to give us a different wrinkle to John Cena, right? Give us something like, yeah, maybe not necessarily go heel. I mean, a lot of people wanted him to go heel, but a lot of people wanted something different from John Cena. People have been asking for similar things from Roman Reigns. You know, he's he was very clearly, you know, headlining WrestleMania after WrestleMania. Clearly, the next babyface that the WWE had lined up. Uh, clearly invested in him and his merch and everything involving the big dog, right? To put him with Paul Heyman. I mean, it signals to me, Mark. I mean, I suppose you could be a you can. I mean, it's been proven. Punk was a tweener with with Heyman. I mean, you can be a tweener with Heyman. It, 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 Heyman is not like a, a prototypical heel. The dude's a legend. So you you put yourself with him. It takes Roman Reigns' stock to a different level, in my opinion, um, because Heyman doesn't work with just anybody, right? Now it also right. tells me that we're getting a serious character wrinkle. With Roman Reigns. I would expect, Mark, this is not the Roman Reigns in any way, shape, or form that we've seen in the past. Even though right now it kind of looks like it, I would expect a, a change coming in the next you know, few weeks, whatever the case may be, with Paul Heyman. Is this going to be a heel version of Roman Reigns? What do you think? I, I think starting off without a doubt that's, that you know the heel is going to come out. The um, Roman Reigns can speak for himself, but it's going to come so much more powerful when he they bounce off each other and yeah. Paul takes the lead and asks Roman, what do you think about this? And Roman is able to go off on the Roman Reigns tangent and Paul can always take it back and go, did you hear what he said? He said, we are not going to fall for the okey-doke anymore. I will handle the boardroom, and he will hit you with the board. I love Paul. I, I, I just His style of managing is cerebral and is so much different than anything else that um, we've seen in the last 50 years. He's a different manager. Than Bobby Brain and and any other, you know, big time manager that you've ever watched. And I love that. And is he gonna have the same spiel? Hi, I'm Paul Heyman, and I'm the advocate for what what is he gonna do? Like, I'm curious again. I'm excited about pro wrestling again. And not that wrestling had fell off by any means. This is, this is the whipped cream and cherry on top for me to have another main event player come in and that guy be on SmackDown because AJ Styles is a star no among question. stars. And eventually we're going to get to see uh, AJ Styles and... Paul Heyman coming to the ring addressing AJ Styles just like he did when it was with Brock. And then you got Roman Reigns that's going to uh, be able to add to all of the star power. And, and, we, and we had a return last night with uh, Sami Zayn, which we'll get into. Yeah. But man, like SmackDown, you look at the roster right now, um, you know, with Riddle and Strowman and Baron Corbin and like, man, SmackDown roster just got really, really fat. I mean, that's P-H-A-T. Thanks for clarifying that. Attention. I, I, I feel like I knew, I knew what you were throwing out. Um, 
Mark, you're not wrong about anything you said. It is an exciting time. You know, I know we got the Gunseses out there in the world that uh, feel like we were talking before we went to break. Guns, turn your mic on. Because Mark and I are both ecstatic right now. This is a new wrinkle in Roman Reigns. We've been watching the same character pretty much since The Shield. It was this... We knew that that Vince loved Roman and he was going to be put in the place that he was put. And we've a lot of people felt like he was forced down our throats. You still, guns, guns, is, is, you, yeah. you represent the whole guns as his nation. You still feel like this dude is being forced down our throat. It, it's so frustrating. Like, listen, Reigns, oh, like, uh, like, it's so frustrating. Like, I, I was almost disappointed that he was the surprise on SummerSlam because I just, I had so many other <laughs> thoughts that it could have been in my mind. And now every, and you know what? He's going to win Sunday. Like, come on. I, I, uh, it's so frustrating. Every single time Vince McMahon always puts Roman over. And listen, the Heyman angle is interesting. I'll give you that because oh, Heyman is God. so good. Heyman good. is so good. But come on. I don't need Roman Reigns around right now and then he's gonna win and everyone's gonna be all about him no i am tired every single time that they should have moved on from reigns given to ambrose given to rollins given to anybody else they always made roman win and it's so frustrating god well i i, I, I like the passion mark 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 shaking his head over there have struck again <laughs> I, I was always told if you don't have nothing good to say don't say nothing at all Oh, well, that would make for terrible radio. So I don't necessarily well, disagree. I don't necessarily, I should say, I necessarily, don't necessarily agree with that, but I highly disagree with Guns because Guns, right? Reigns was the next Cena, right? 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 Yeah, I mean, yeah, but come right. on. Yeah, no, 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 hold on. He was the next Cena, and we, for a de over a decade, we begged and pleaded to give us a different wrinkle. At least we didn't have to wait with Reigns. At least he's not coming back as this baby face, you know, mega merch type guy. And, you know, you like, there's a wrinkle here. There's a swerve. And as Mark said, we don't know what's coming next because you don't know exactly what's going to happen with Heyman. There, but, there are questions abound, guns. The thing is, Vince loves Roman so much that he's going to I think he's going to turn him face again, and it's just going to be frustrating. It's going to be frustrating every time. Roman, I'm so over Roman Reigns. They've done every single time he goes out there, he wins. And, and, and we're just like, really? How many disappointed pay-per-views have we had because Roman's winning at the end of them? And we're just like, great, Vince did it again. Come on, you know, give me something to do. You know what do. the worst part about the guns is, are? What's that part? You jumped the damn gun. You jumped it. <laughs> you don't know shit from Shinola. You don't know if it's going to happen or not. But I'm just going to react. I'm pissed. Ah! Ah, lost my head. That's not the way it is. This this <laughs> Roman Reigns is going to be a heel. Baron Corbin has been carrying all the weight as a heel. You bring back Sami Zayn because you need heels for people to work with. Roman Reigns comes back. He doesn't come back and wave, "Hey guys, I'm back and I've got a manager with me and he's the baby face guy. He comes back and spears the hell out of everybody, establishes dominance over two of the bigger and more almost impregnable characters on the show. Legitimizing the fact that he's a big dog and when he wants to, he could bite your ass. He bit. The theme. He bit Braun Strowman. And now we're going to get it again. We're going to get him at payback. Being with Paul Heyman at his side. And I don't recall ever hearing Paul Heyman go to the ring and people go, yay, it's Paul. No. No, guns, this is. We're going to get Paul Heyman coming to the ring and giving the buildup of the big dog. And they might not even refer to him as the big dog anymore. Right. That's a good point. Paul is going to establish how he will be addressed. And he's going to come out separate from Paul. He's not going to come out with Brock like, yeah. like he did with Brock. He's going to come out, ladies and gentlemen, 
I introduce to you the guy that the guns is this hate, hate. and despise <laughs> because of his greatness, his legacy, where he's been and where he's going. I give to you the real king, Roman Reigns. And when his music hits and he comes to the ring, people are going to boo the hell out of him because of his association. And it's going to be entertaining and you're going to like it. And if you, I'm telling you right now, I'm staring at you through the screen, you're going to like it. You take what you get and you don't ask for more, you petulant child. So we're back on Saturday, you cut a promo on a cricket Gee. sound effect, and now you're cutting a promo on guns, getting those promo working. I like it. I like it. Very yeah. scary a little bit there. Or not a little bit, but quite scary. Let me ask you this, Mark, and, and we'll 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 say goodbye to guns because it's too early in the morning for this negativity. It's too early uh, for this shit. It's, but, but I will say this. Okay, he's not wrong, right? There was real... Roman Reigns fatigue there. And here's the thing. I was with him, right? So I agree with Guns. I know exactly what he's talking about because I'm in that same corner, right? There was, a, there was a period there with Roman Reigns where we really needed to reevaluate and it was getting problematic. Obviously, the Royal Rumble and The Rock comes out and coronates him and they get booed out of the building. There, there was writing on the wall there, right? Now, a lot of that was also because of the booking and Daniel Bryan and what the fans wanted. I understand that. But here's the thing. I feel a lot of what Guns is feeling, but the fact that I don't feel that and the fact that Heyman changes a lot of that, I feel like a lot of the pro wrestling world out there, Mark, is feeling that. Like, I feel like a lot of people who maybe weren't on Roman Reigns' side or were sick of Roman Reigns, and I think a lot of people, they were just asking for a change. Get rid of the flak jacket, right? Get rid of the big dog. Like, we, we, we saw this coming. It wasn't what we wanted. Let's try something new. Well, they're finally trying something new, and that new is Paul Heyman, you couldn't have asked for a better pairing because of how shocking it is. You never, never, never would have expected that we would be seeing this pairing. And here's another thing that I like, Mark. And, and, and it's like, it's kind of like a two prong factor, two factor thing here. Number one, there's real history, right? With Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. There's a real story to be yeah. told there. There's a, there's a real backstory that these guys can kind of sort of go back and forth on and bounce things off of each other and, and, and get people invested, right? Get, get people um, emotionally invested. As I said, there's, there's the history. And then there's the questions mark of where this could go, because when you add a, and this is something you talked about when you add a Paul Heyman into the mix, when you, when you throw that addition, it can almost go anywhere. So for, for the, almost the entirety of Roman Reigns' WWE career, I felt like I could see what was coming, Mark. For the first time, for the first time, since at least he's been the big dog, since he's been the star, the WWE champ that we know him to be, I'm genuinely curious about what Roman Reigns' future holds, and I've never felt that way before. That's exciting. It is exciting. And, and not, not to mention, uh, Roman Reigns, he's made some drastic changes. And the changes with his body is ridiculous. It is okay to lose the vest because I saw a video of him in the gym. And I don't know if y'all remember. Do you remember when Cam Newton cut the promo on the world of football and said, you know what? People wrote me off. I'm going to show y'all. Yeah, it was just a few months ago. Yeah, yeah, it was a few months, yeah. about two months ago. Roman Reigns looked the same way. Muscles on top of muscles. No loose skin. Like the dude has changed. He's a body guy. Everybody's going to hate him because he looks good. And <clears throat> on top of that, got his teeth fixed. He's feeling more suave and debonair. And he's going to have that. I pretty mother, I hate all of them. I hate pretty people. Like there's going to be elements to his existence in wrestling now that's going to change things. And what if he gets away from what brought him to the dance? 
my family, the island heritage. Okay, okay. He can go away from that as this as this heel as he embarks on this new ground, this new territory. And I, I, I can't make any promises, but I can alert all of the gunses out there, the negative people in pro wrestling that want what they want when they want it. And I'm going to take my ball and go home. Those people, I think, will be surprised by this new Roman Reigns. Every moment. LeBron backwards to KCP, right back to LeBron. Bounce pass Anthony Davis, slam dunk. A perfect pass from LeBron to AD. Every series. LeBron has has reserved that mindset that he's not going to win a title if Anthony Davis is not playing at a high level. We're talking about Lakers, Trailblazers, and all the 2020 NBA playoff series every morning on Sirius XM NBA Radio, Sirius 207, XM 86, and however you stream in the house. It is time for our weekly winner, Mark, where we give the best show in professional wrestling in the week that was. All right, Mark. Now, buddy, we got a lot of shows to go to or go through, I should say. Um, I don't know, man. I guess, I guess for posterity's sake, I think we have to, I think we have to cut out Saturday. I mean, I don't think we can take AEW Saturday show. It's just gonna get lost in the kind of ether. It's just floating around. It's just gonna be what it is, what it's gonna be. I just want to use. Uh, Monday Night Raw is a jumping off point. So Monday Night Raw, AEW, like our traditional sort of show that we would do for Weekly Winner. Um, so I'm going to let you start, man. Uh, even even that said, it's still a lot of pro wrestling, a lot of good stuff to get to. You were on one of the shows on Monday with your uh, uh, your arm wrestling contest with Apollo and Bobby. And then, of course, we had news with uh, Kerry and Cross on Wednesday. Uh, on NXT, we had a good show on Thursday with AEW, and then obviously some major swerves last night on SmackDown. So, Mark, I'll lead with you. Who was your weekly winner? You know what? I'm not going to. Last week, weekly winner was so long that I vowed that I would never do a 15-minute weekly winner again. Uh, so, that being said, uh, Monday's show was very entertaining. Uh Actually, being in the Thunderdome gave me a greater appreciation for uh, what they are doing. And it was fun, actually, to get back in the ring again. And uh, even though I stumbled on my Cedric the, en- <laughs> Cedric the Entertainer comment with Cedric Alexander, uh, I-, I blame that on our truth I blame that because... Uh, earlier in the day, we were talking about that in the locker room, and he was how funny it was. And my brain just caught a hold of that and said, "Oh, we're gonna say Cedric Entertainer anyway." Now see, but, uh, now see, I now Mark, I was gonna blame the Terramana from Saturday or from Sunday in the uh, SummerSlam virtual <laughs> busted open party. I thought maybe it was a little residuals in that twenty hour, twenty four hour period, and uh, you know, I, I thought it was the, I thought it was well. The, let's let's add, let's give it fifty fifty. Let's let's blame it on 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 R Truth conversation and All right. like uh, the fact that you know The Rock <laughs> owes me for subjecting my body to that kind of punishment. Uh, also, <laughs> um, I really thought that Rey Mysterio and Dominic were working on all cylinders and. Yeah. Um, what we saw in that main event was elite wrestlers doing things that was complicated. It was layered and it all made sense up until the horrible incident of retribution coming out and destroying the guys. Um, if I had anything, like I, I thought that throwing Rey Mysterio into the post with both his arms locked uh, was not a great idea. Um, I think that, you know, people need to be more careful with people's bodies. Um, 
I can't say if that was me because nobody's ever picked me up like that. I I, I weighed 400 pounds when I wrestled. But hey, I, I'm not to cut you off that because uh, we're gonna get past this and I'm gonna forget about it. Who picked you up the easiest? Like who who handled you the easiest in your career? Like like a I don't know I don't know if anyone made you feel like a feather, but when someone grabbed you and they just they made you feel a way that you had never felt before. Uh, Brock, Cesaro, okay. uh, Big Show, um, Kurt Angle. Really? Uh, it it wasn't it wasn't just strength. It was the speed and the skill in which Kurt did it. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, I guess that that was kind of be Undertaker. Uh, gave me a last ride, and um, you know, gave me the tombstone a couple of times. So I mean, I, I've been handled. <laughs> I, I've, hey, I've gave out a lot, but I've taken a lot. <laughs> but. That yeah. that show was very balanced, and and that's the and you know what being behind the scenes also I got to see how some of the new stuff works and how serious they are about um, the social distancing and the way you know I always said why is MVP so mad at the catering like the catering is awesome. Mm, it's not the way it was, you know, like oh, everything sad, is, sad. you know, like it's, you got to put it in a box and you can't stand there. You got to step back six feet and, oh man, it was, it was different. And, but it needs to be that way. So nobody gets, you know, uh, put in peril. Not to mention once you get in the bubble and you go through all of the, things that you have to go through uh, with the testing and all of that. Everybody there has went through the same thing you did. So you know that, you know, people are, you know, safe. Um, but also the, the, the raw underground, like, bro, like, did you see the guillotine choke that Bobby Lashley put on the guy? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, yes, okay, it's real to me, <laughs> damn it. Like, it was, man, like, the stuff looked so fluid. And um, NXT was such a balanced show, and I really enjoyed everything that I saw. It hurt me that to open that show, you have yeah. one of the most incredible rises from start to completion in carrying cross and he has to give the title up as soon as it gets oh man it hurt and um but I, I i know that there's a future for him and you know uh shout out and prayers for uh, that to get get better but that that show has got so many stars on it and it was it was really it's really cool that um you know i didn't mention keith lee being in the ring with randy uh and how special that was but they were able to go on without keith lee being there and that's the the beauty of nxt yeah they yeah. are loaded and they know they're loaded and they just add another player into the game. And uh, NXT was a, a successful show. I, I really enjoyed it. And it's always good to see the ladies uh, take the lead and yeah. show the guys how it's done. Um, and then you go to SmackDown. Um, SmackDown last night had me from the beginning to the end. And as as cool as it was to see my own mug on TV on Monday, um, <laughs> I enjoyed being shocked and surprised last night um, watching SmackDown and what it gave uh, the, the 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 Paul Heyman, uh, Sami Zayn coming back, the match uh, with Shinsuke and Jeff Hardy. Um, the interaction with AJ Styles, I mean, like it was, it was really, really good. And then, you know, you, 
you know, you, we talk about AEW. It was out of alignment. It wasn't head-to-head with NXT. But nonetheless, a good show. And Chris Jericho, oh, my God, might be the most entertaining commentator that's come along in years. I mean, he is absolutely special to where you think, man, I just want to hear him talk more. Love Chris Jericho. And then you have uh, MJF did such a wonderful job, like going back and forth um, in a contract signing that I, I, I thought, Man, this why is it that in pro wrestling right now, some of the most important things people are, are talking. It's not even wrestling matches. Am, am I wrong on that? No, you're not wrong on that. I mean, when you think about Flair and Orton, you think about uh, Moxley two weeks ago. You talk about the promo from this week with MJF. The one that he cut a couple weeks ago where he essentially put MJF over was, you know, it talked about his skill and where he was. And I mean, it was, it was venomous. It was scary. It was uh, cautionary. Right. But it was also, again, it was done in the, in the way of, of getting MJF over. Uh, It's just, it it feels like everybody's doing great mic work right now, Mark. Yeah. I, I, I I have to give them their kudos uh, at AEW. Um, But for my money, and to not go uh, 15, 20 minutes, I would have to give uh, my weekly winner to SmackDown. Okay. And uh, I, I really enjoyed the show. And that's just my opinion. And, and I'm going to hold on to that. All right. I like it. I like it. I'm going to start where, where you started, obviously, Monday Night Raw. Um, you brought up Keith Lee. Before we get to anything and before I give you my work weekly winner, uh, Mark, oh boy, I'm glad that Keith Lee is on Monday night, I think. Um, but I'm telling you what, I have a lit, my radar is up, man. My radar's up, and I'm a little bit concerned with what I saw on Monday. Um, new entrance music, all right. It's whatever. It doesn't, it's whatever. It doesn't drive me up a wall. What does drive me up a wall, the new ring attire. Um, I don't know what is going on. You have a certifiable A-plus package in Keith Lee. You put him out there, that dude is going to make you money. He's going to give you an entertaining product. I saw whatever he's wearing. I don't know what that attire is, but Mark, all I can think about, that was a Vince McMahon decision. Hey, this guy's fat. He's bigger. Go and cover him up. Similarly, what they did to Nia Jax when she first came on the scene, essentially putting her in a big Missy Elliott shiny trash bag, and you see how great she looks now that you went with the black pants, the leggings, the white shoes, a little more of a casual, almost like an Uso-esque look. I, 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 I'm not trying to be like the old guy shaking his fist at the sun, and but I, I just, Keith Lee is such a commodity. He was so perfect as is. Was there any part of you seeing that ring attire and in seeing the way that he debuted on the main roster? Like, should I be concerned? Because I am a little bit, Mark. You know what? You're entitled to, to whatever you feel, uh, yeah. but I don't, I'm not an alarmist. I, I don't think that it was that big a deal. Uh, I was not happy with the fact that, you know, I didn't get to hear the, the original Keith Lee music, but I know what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rebranding, repackaging, uh, the, the, the whole value is the talent not what he wears or uh, what music he comes out to. The people will grow to love all of that. It's the being able to get in there and perform uh, is the main issue. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take your word for it, but it's definitely something I'm going to keep an eye on. It's uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, Keith Lee, uh, Taylor made a plus package. You put him out there and, and that guy's going to deliver. So, uh, hopefully it keeps delivered in a big way on Monday night raw. Uh, raw was good. I mean, it was fine. I, I, I loved uh, obviously seeing my, my co-host over there, Mark Henry. One thing I really liked my favorite shot from Monday night raw was when you stepped in the Thunderdome Mark and they kind of did that 300 degree sort of shot. And you were surrounded by all the fans. I thought that was a really cool look. That must've been pretty wild for you. Obviously 20 plus year career, all that you've given to the business to sit in there with a bunch of virtual fans and kind of, 
have him applaud to you with a mixture of the sound in the arena. That, that, that seemed like a pretty surreal moment. It was, and it was actually cool to see the people react to you. Yeah. And, and uh, I actually went and addressed all of the people that were in the Thunderdome uh, via the computer in the back that, uh, where you could talk to those people. Oh, and wow. When I, when I went in and I said, hey, guys, I uh, appreciate you for being here. Yeah, you very easily could just be watching this on TV. Everybody stood up, and you can uh, all you can see is sometimes people's shirts because they were cheering and clapping and stuff. And uh, I, I really enjoyed that. I thought I thought it was. Um, um, I'm glad that we can communicate with the fan base, even though they're not in the arena. So that's really cool. That's not even something I, I didn't even know that was happening. So they have a. They have a private camera set up for people that are in Thunderdome for occasionally for the talent to speak to them. What's what, what's yeah. the deal with and that? So the people, so the people that are recording are uh, opening the, the rooms for them to come in. Um, I mean, they have five thousand people, so um, you know, bringing in those five thousand people <laughs> is is complicated. You got to wrangle the cats. So <laughs> it's like, hey guys, this is what we're gonna do. This match is coming in, interact like you would normally interact at a, if you were at a live show, and uh, we'll see y'all out there. So it, 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 you, get to, you get to see somebody and talk to somebody and not just, uh, hey, I'm going to put your face on the screen. So you get, you get something else. Very cool. Very cool. So uh, that's a little bit of a wrinkle or a little bit of a behind-the-curtain look at uh, Thunderdome that we weren't aware of. Definitely appreciate that. Um, onward to AEW, Mark, on Wednesday night. I'm with you. The Cross News. Um, you know, it, it hurts. Obviously, I'm a big Kevin Cross fan. Carrion um, Cross, Killer Cross, whatever you want to refer to him as. Uh, you saw it last night. One of the things that I think I've told the story, you know, five years ago watching Cross at that beer fest here in Vegas and some of the things that I liked. But, Mark, the gist of that story really centers around he was doing certain things in a crowd of no one. There were literally two people at this event at the time. Um, it was a hot day. People, it was early in the day. It's beside the point. But but Cross was a serious worker with a serious keen eye to professionalism and always, you know, remaining in character and being a true pro wrestler. Mark, we saw that last night. You or We saw that on Wednesday night. You know that that had to kill Cross to give up that title, uh, what the path that he's walked to get to that point, to, 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 to take the belt from Keith Lee when no one thought it was going to happen. Uh, the, 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 the entrance you have, the company clearly believes in you, right? You have all these things happening in your life. Um, and then to go out there and to have to relinquish the title, the promo he cut, Mark, that's the point I'm trying to get to, was so well done. I, again, I think it speaks volumes about the character that this dude has and how much he loves pro wrestling because you know behind the curtain that that was killing him and he came out and 100% held it together and honestly put the fear of God into me for whenever he returns, the believability that he is going to absolutely be on a mission. I, I just, Mark, I just can't say enough good things about Karrion uh, Cross. You know, man, I, I didn't get there where I held the title after a mm. defense, but I did win to be the number one contender to go on to face Chris Benoit for the WWE Championship. Um, and that didn't happen because I dislocated my shoulder just like he mm. did and had to have surgery. And I was there, man. I was knocking at the door. I was having my, it was my moment. It was my time. And phew, it went out of socket. And they popped it back in and told me I had to have surgery. I tore my rotator cuff and my labrum and just like him. And he'll be gone for four to seven months. Yeah. And he'll come back and he'll be the killer that he was before he left. He'll I like be fine. It. Uh, I like it. I agree. I, I do think he'll be fine. But uh, yeah, it seems like an arduous. Sucks nonetheless. Yes. Yeah, it does. It does. But again, great promo. And uh, I have very little worry that he'll come back better than ever. Um, so, yeah, we'll keep an eye on Kerry and Cross. Uh, so uh, what would also be normally on Wednesday night, AEW Dynamite. Mark, you talked about Jericho on commentary. Couldn't agree more. Uh, you know how good Jericho is? And I mentioned this to my wife watching on Thursday night. He messed up. 
<laughs> a couple times while he was doing commentary, like where he couldn't find his words. Um, he was bumbling, he was stumbling, but not in a bad way. And that's the point I'm trying to get to. Like, he is at such a, it's, and this is something Bully and you guys have, have all talked about, and you talk about it regularly. He's at a level right now where it's really just not a care in the world. Like, Jericho can mess up. He can any he, he can do anything, essentially. And he has the confidence and the equity and the juice if you will, that he, Mark, he just rides right over that and keeps on going. He stumbled over something and he pivoted within like two seconds, one second. And he's talking about how great his hair looks. You know what I mean? Like just simply put Mark real pro shit. Real pro. I mean, just masterful, a way to get out of it. And you know, like when you're a Chris Jericho and you make a mistake, You've made mistakes before. You just know how to deal with it. They don't rattle you. I mean, me saying Cedric the Entertainer, it didn't exactly. rattle me. Exactly. I just, <laughs> I just rolled my eyes at myself and went, Cedric the Entertainer. I mean, he, he's entertaining, Cedric Alexander. Uh, he's entertaining. And you you keep it moving. And yep. that's that's just the beauty of being comfortable in that ring. And um, none that I don't think in pro wrestling is more polished and has had more experiences than Chris Jericho. Yeah. And to any potential pro wrestlers out there listening, aspiring pro wrestlers, listen to Mark Henry, uh, take Jericho's cue, right? If you get stumbled up, if you, if you can't find your words, man, roll with it, right? Don't let it become an avalanche of anxiety and fear try to take it from a guy who does live radio and stumbles on his words pretty regularly uh <laughs> it can go uh, laughing at yourself can go a long way and and chris yeah. as you said mark the dude is dude is really in the pocket right now uh one final thing on aew just the dark order obviously the squash of cody uh last weekend was incredible um aew just does a really good job of something and i think at different points the dark order has felt a little stale or like it didn't have direction they really have a way of keeping storylines going and then circling back around on it and paying off. Uh, just really well done by AEW. I love what the Dark Order, excuse me, is seemingly turned into and what they're doing. I thought AEW was a good show. Mark, that brings me to Friday night. I thought all the shows this week were good. I don't think any of the shows this week were great. Um I don't know if I've said that any other week. I'd say everyone was just about a B show this week. But for me, Friday Night SmackDown stood above the fray. When you have a return like Sami Zayn, which, I, I, again, I'm a Sami Zayn mark. I've been waiting for his return for months now. I was very excited to have him back in the fold. But more specifically, Mark, when you end a show heading into a pay-per-view with a swerve, but let alone a swerve involving Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. You guys talk about it all the time here on Busted Open, right? It's how they leave you. It's how it ends. It's the final story told. Friday Night SmackDown ended with an exclamation point, Mark. And in a week where all the shows were just good and not great, in my opinion, yeah. a great swerve, a great moment, a great uh, sort of clip and visual to send you into a pay-per-view on Sunday. I know it's back-to-back -back weekends with pay-per-view, but, you know, just suspend disbelief or your own feelings on that. The fact is, this was a go-home show, and that's the way you end, Mark. I I've got to give my weekly winner as well the SmackDown for that reason. Wow, here we go. We agree. I know. I know. I don't know. I don't know what that Good means. I don't know world. what that means. Yeah, that is. That, that, that's the thing. And, and I feel like we talk about it a lot here on the show. Weekly winner so often goes back to Wednesday nights and kind of alternates between AEW and NXT. But recently, we, we, we I think we've had a couple Monday Night Raws and we've had a couple SmackDowns. So uh, uh, it's definitely getting closer in that race. And I, you know what? I think Thunderdome has something to do with it, too, at least in terms yeah. of Friday night winning this week. It's just giving us a different look. And uh and Mark, it, it feels good. It feels good to have Thunderdome. It feels good. I, I know they're ironing out some of the wrinkles and getting, you know, some of the issues, uh, especially with the fans and, and, and all that stuff. Uh, under what, control, what did you think is, about uh, having live people in to Daly's place? Um, Even if it was just 200 people. Yeah. Uh, it's risky. It's risky, right? It's risky, I, I think, yeah. But the, I think it was a case study. I think yeah. they wanted to test it and see. I mean, it was 200 people, so it wasn't 2,000 people. Right. 
So ten percent, you know, and the fact, yeah. yeah, and the fact, Mark, that it was ten percent. I think like, if you're gonna do it, that's like literally how you have to do it. You have to do it at the smallest possible number, and I, I think AEW did that. It's a risk, but I mean, life is a risk. I understand that. Um, so at some point, we're gonna have to start having fans back. I don't know if this was the week for it, and I don't know if you know Florida was the state for it, but. Again, it's going to have to happen at some point. And as long as they are taking the proper precautions, which I, I trust AEW to do, and as long as they're monitoring it, doing contact tracing, obviously testing people and all that good stuff, um, yeah, I, 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 will, I will hesitantly say I'm okay with it. Now, uh, we obviously, again, have to keep an eye on it, right? So hopefully yeah. nothing pops up in the next 14 days and we can continue on this. And, and I didn't mark, it was great having fans back. That's, that's another thing. It was cool to hear yeah. them. It was cool to hear them chant along to uh, Jericho's music and all that good stuff. So uh, something to keep an eye on, do it safely. And if that is all the case, then, um, then I'm okay with it. What'd you think real quick? You know, I, I thought it was great. I thought that, yeah. you know, hearing the people talk about the experience saying it was strict. They, were a little bit bossy, but I would rather them be strict and bossy yeah. than to be too loose and somebody gets sick or somebody gets COVID and, and, it, and it ruins it uh, for the future. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.